this is Paul. I want to talk a little bit about authenticity, YouTube, familiarity, ritual. I don't have a lot of time, so this won't be an hour or two hour video, but a bunch of this sort of flowing through my mind watching our current little wave going on in the corner. Uh, Chris sort of created one by making really an outstanding video where he he congealed a lot of things and the, the comments have sort of lit up on this video. And, and, and the comments themselves, John Van Donk called me on Saturday and we were talking about some of the comments on this video. I hadn't even read it, but he had gotten here. And so it's, 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 been, really, it's been really fascinating. Along the lines of Sunday, we started every week estuary at nine o'clock at Living Stones. And I was talking to some of the, the estuary, one of the estuary regulars, and I mentioned this little corner, and I don't I don't know if she's ever watched any of my videos. It's a woman, and and she said, "What do you mean by that?" And John Vidank and I are planning on having a conversation about the relationship between estuary and this little corner. But again, it was a reminder to me how, in some ways, inside this little corner is, and there are uh, one of the things that I would often tell people, especially. A year or so ago, when we had the little spat with with Jacob and and Mark about leadership in the corner, that from my perspective, I see the corner is sort of one little thing over here, and there's so many more people out there. And and some of the comments here, I thought, really captured it well. Uh, Christian Baxter has also sort of followed suit and made a video. Um, and you can get out on the ground floor of this one, baby. Um, 30, 56, you know, 65 views, 13 subscribers. And I, I, I'm subscribed to a lot of these little channels because often people sort of put it out there. And of course, um, uh, CW Weeks is about to do his big thing with, with Nathan uh, Orman one of these days. So there, there's a lot of interesting. Part of what's so interesting is you get these little uh, these these little waves that come in, and right now we're sort of having waves of 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 people who are playing with YouTube a little bit and and getting it out there. I've long thought one of the most amazing things about YouTube is that it will show me tiny little videos from small small creators. For example, this morning on my feed, I got this video by Stephanie entitled I'm having an identity crisis now there's 19 comments I think for her channel this is sort of blowing up but it's this has zero connection to this little corner uh, some comments include things like um, uh, let's see so, something basically about our get rid of the tattoo or or if I saw a tattoo like that I'd go the other way I, I watched a little bit of the video and it is basically a woman in her car a young woman in her car talking about how she wants to be a YouTuber, how she's got an identity crisis. And this is in some ways sort of the picture of authenticity. It's in her car and actually cars are great places to make YouTube videos. That's where the Freddie and Paul show started. You go all the way back to the first Freddie and Paul show on my channel and you'll find it. And that was one of the best ones actually. And because the light is good and the sound is contained and you can just use a phone and boom, there it goes authenticity 
And, and so, you know, that, that came up quite a bit in the, um, the little corner video that Chris did about authenticity. And I did some thinking about it. And, and I thought about it, especially with respect to what Jonathan Peugeot talked about in terms of ritual. You can make fun of the strange hat of a pope or of a, a bishop, and you think that that's funny, but somehow you still understand why you need a uniform to play sports. You know, it's like these are all different levels of the same reality. So, you know, Jonathan's video was, was about 20 minutes, and, and the heart of his video on ritual was that repetition leads to, well, see, I'm bringing it in with the authenticity, brings, brings in inauthenticity. Well, why is that? Well, it's because of combinatorial explosiveness that once you do things over and over again, now on one hand, this is sort of an opponent processing idea here too. Once you do things over and over again, there's sort of a, there's sort of something that we like. I no longer have to expend energy or thought on, on doing this one thing over and over again. Now it's ritualized. When, when I think about, you know, someone made a comment about how my channel used to be, my channel used to be so rough. So this is sort of the video that started it all. And I'm, <laughs> I'm using the Microsoft camera app on the web app on my laptop. That's where all this stuff comes from. And so YouTube has put in some, some little things about it. Well, one of the interesting things that came here is that now someone ver fairly quickly realized that I had exactly the same fonts for my sermons. In fact, I've been, been doing my sermons forever in that way. And when I, when the first video, when I played a little something and I didn't wear headphones, I got sort of a million little comments about headphones, headphones, you got to wear headphones. Okay, you got to wear headphones. And, you know, I was happy with the, with the, that, that was a Dell computer, that a Dell gaming laptop that I had bought that I, when I decided I wanted to make some videos, okay, I sort of set up for it and, uh, you know, sound, I was using the, I was using the, the, the microphone in the notebook, I was using the camera in the notebook. And, and in some ways, this is, this is pure authenticity, but I know a ton of what went into that moment too. And if you go back on my channel even further, you can find this video. And Minkota has kind of become the standard bearer of where I had set up a camera, a little Panasonic camera that never focuses real great. And I wanted to get the slides on the screen. So I had the computer back here and I had the slides. But again, this was sort of in some ways an evolution of what I had done with sermons, with PowerPoint and images. And so this was... Uh, this was six years ago. This video has 965 views. Oh, they made a transcript of it. <laughs> Anthony, Anthony came and, and picked it up and saw it. But so, so this, this might be in some way sort of peak authenticity. Now, one of the interesting things about YouTube is that a whole bunch of you know nothing about the Freddie and Paul show. I keep the Freddie and Paul show in a playlist. I do that intentionally, both for the people who want to see it, because 
Um, that's it, sort of how YouTube works. And of course, the Freddie and Paul show this this week's I've been playing around with camera movement again, because one of the things I always wanted was frustrated. Why is that this shot I kind of have to do? Um, this show usually starts. They got a good team. Purdy's good. Purdy's and and for me, is the Freddie and Paul show authentic? Now I've ritualized the Freddie and Paul show, and in fact, at the beginning of the show, I remind Fred that we have a ritual. Hey Paul. Yeah. How you doing? I'm doing good. Welcome to the Freddie and Paul show. You got to say that. To start yeah, the show. The start with show. welcome to the Freddie and Paul show, and we <laughs> end with one love. Okay. That's our ritual. <laughs> Welcome to the Freddie and Paul show. How y'all doing? So, we have the Freddie and Paul show, and then we always have some music. Freddie's got his rap. Well, as we're trying to come to you. Charles has his rap. And, and this week, uh, Dave, also known as Dog Bark, you know, really led us with a Hank Williams song. Go down that lost highway. Just a deck of cards. Just a deck of cards. And a jug of wine. And a jug of wine. And I know you're not going to like that one. lies <laughs> makes a life like mine. Authenticity. What is it? Why do we lose it? So, you know, eventually I... Uh, where's the... Did I... Oh, come on. Oh, come on. You know, eventually... Part, part, of, what, part of what happens is you get complaints. Is it, oh, this, I couldn't hear the sound. The sound is a mess. Okay, so fix the sound. Oh, how do I do the fixed sound? You get one of these. And then you do it in OBS instead of just a screen capturing software. And then I look at the picture, and the picture is like, wow, that picture kind of sucks. And, uh, well, I'll get a little better camera. Then I have a better camera, and I have to hook that up, and I have to figure out how that works. And and I've never done the bumper, because the bumper, to me, I hate bumpers in YouTube videos. Um, to me, they're just a waste of time. I just, just, just get into the video. But it, it's also a ritual where it... it if you're making videos and you're doing it more than once, you begin to, I don't want to think about this anymore. I don't want to think about this anymore. I just want to, I just want to get to the salient point. I just want to try and capture what I'm trying to capture. I, I want to convey what I'm trying to convey. And, you know, when I, when I listen to some of, of this con, this, this woman's video, you know, it was, she, she sort of i'm honestly having like a huge identity crisis like i don't know who i am i don't know what i like i know i want to do youtube but like you know everybody has like a name and, and so in many ways it's usually first words this is something right out of biblical studies first word the first thing out of their mouth is usually telling and so okay i'm having an identity crisis i don't know who i am and so i i want to so we have sincerity where you sort of fulfill the traditional roles of family and culture and religion then you have authenticity where there's a, a dissonance that there's there's sort of i feel sort of a uniqueness inside myself as an individual as a personality and i want to express that and then there's profilicity where somehow if i make a youtube video maybe i can find myself in the screen because the truth is, as human beings, we 
we know ourselves through each other. And I think that actually has a lot to do with part of what's going on in this little corner, because on one hand, of course, there's estuary. And a lot of people have asked me, well, are you going to record your Sunday morning estuary like you did your Sunday school class? The answer is no. I'm not going to do it because it would kill it. Because it's that we're not going to we're not going to get that deep into profilicity on Sunday mornings. It's going to be just within the room. So if you want to participate, you gotta be in the room. If you gotta be in the room, there's time and space and yada yada yada. But but part of what's going on in this little corner is authenticity, profilicity, ritual. One of the things I picked up from this video, um, which in and of itself was a very was a very was a very interesting video. I learned a lot about the creation of YouTube, about how it got created, about sort of a lot of the sort of the the things that the things that come into it, its relationship with copyright, which was super interesting. This little portion of this video actions that sometimes even allows an inferior service to win. And YouTube certainly had a bit of a former going on, but they weren't an inferior service. While perhaps their initial vision of what the service they offered would be wasn't a good one, the platform... No, so YouTube... <laughs> it was sort of the race to get online video, but YouTube originally was going to be a dating site, and the idea was they wanted to get women to put up video profiles of themselves that men could then basically find and want to date, and they couldn't even pay women to do this. What's amazing is that women, of course, are doing this all the time now via apps, but we are so mysterious as creatures. The platform they had built was something special compared to most of their competition, even Google Video. As fellow PayPal Mafia member and later partner at famed firm Sequoia Capital, Roloff Botha would state of YouTube versus most of its competitors at the time, quote, I often liken building consumer products to playing music or art. You can get 98% of the notes correct and it will still be off. Dear Lord, would Botha know some things about this? Because this guy's resume is something else. Involved on some level with the early days of PayPal, YouTube, Tumblr, Square, Mu Sigma, Unity 3D, Whisper, Natera, Instagram, Evernote, the list goes on and on. Like, we genuinely wonder if he could list all the companies he's been involved with from memory. <laughs> But in any event, on all this, nothing is simple when it comes to why one service succeeded where countless others failed. But if we do try to simplify it, in a nutshell, YouTube did one thing that set them apart from all the others. At every level, from creator to viewer, they adhered to Steve Krug's famous design principle of don't make me think, which... Okay, and this, of course, caught me. Because a lot of what we are doing is thinking together because we want to think, but we don't want to think. I haven't read the book. It's The title makes me think that I have an understanding of what the book is. I'm gonna do some research. I, assumption, I assume is, this is all actually about relevance realization. I want to think about what I want to think about, and I don't want to think about what I have basically ritualized. And so please ritualize certain aspects of my life so that I don't need these other things ritualized. And when it comes to this little corner, Father Eric in the comments on, on Chris's video says, not real, so that's where the real not real comes in, and I haven't listened to Father Eric's live stream. I know they got into priesthood and a bunch of things on Sunday, and I have to find the video where 
where where Father Eric talks about, you know, he's he's he he you know he wants to make Catholics. I mean, that's that's his mission in this corner. I want to make Catholics, and so you you go for it, Father Eric. I don't have a problem with that. Um, but authenticity. Hmm. Don't make me think. Data to viewer, they adhered to Steve Krug's famous design principle of don't make me think, which was also a huge part of why companies such as Amazon and Google made it so big, while others doing the same thing went the way of the dodo. They just made every part of the process of using their service easy and user-friendly in all ways. As for YouTube, when some similar services at the time were requiring you to sign up for accounts to view a video on the platform, YouTube made no such restriction. Where most services required installing custom plugins to play their videos or even potentially have to download the video altogether to view it, YouTube didn't. Even when the video could be streamed on other services, many had incredibly long buffer times before they'd start to play. YouTube chose a technology that didn't need this and was able to start playing relatively quickly, even if you had a slow connection. You just needed to have the Flash plugin, which was already installed on about 90% of home computers in the world at the time. Further, where some other services were restrictive in size of video and specific format you could upload, YouTube was about as all-inclusive as they came. If it was a relatively common format, their system would get it to what it needed to be on their ends to play it on their website. They simply made every step of the process extremely user-friendly and idiot-proof, even more so than Google Video. As YouTube's first ever official hire, software engineer Yu Pan would later state of this, With Google Video, you needed to know what codec your video and what was the dimension of the video frame. With YouTube, it was all in Flash, and when you wanted to upload a video to YouTube, the only thing you needed to do was push a button that said Upload. Okay. So why the smoothing? What, what happened to this? Well... I had to do a lot of work to do this, and and but I didn't want to do too much work because there are plenty of YouTube videos out there that would say, well, do this and do that and do that, and I didn't even bother doing that because I wanted to think about some things and I didn't want to think about other things, so this is what I did. I had, and, and if you watch this video, I mean, it's very many of the same ideas are, they're all right there. And you got Dallas Willard, Divine Conspiracy. You got C.S. Lewis, Reflections on the Psalms. Uh, you've got PowerPoint. I mean, it's all the same stuff I was doing, and it's all the same stuff that I was doing for the uh, the um, the synod the synod post game show. And even when some of so how does some of our folks are are doing their doing? Well, ritual is all built into this. Because ritual goes so deep, the topics that we're talking about. And now, now what was interesting is, of course, part of what probably why Algo served this up to me when I looked at it had Algo serving this up. And one of the things you learn from Algo is that they, they take videos sometimes and they put them out there and people will click on them. I listened to just a few minutes of this video and then I clicked away because I... I, I very quickly thought, I'm not sure she has a lot to say. Now, if she got a Rando's conversation, I would sit and look and listen to her for an hour or two. But again, there's a ritual involved in that. And I was, so I was, one of the things that we're training the dog to do is go under, to go under tables, to go under benches, to go under chairs, because as a service dog, the dog's going to have to go into human spaces and then go under things and sit there. And so, well, how do you treat, how do you teach a dog to go under? Well, you know, we, the lure, of course, is the little cookie or the little treat that we're 
doing the dogs or moving the dogs around. I've got a little little pouch over there that I call the keys to the dog because the truth is that if I'm not wearing that pouch and don't have that threat, uh, that uh, not threat at all. This is all positive stuff on this on this particular regime of dog training. If I don't have the keys to the dog, the dog doesn't obey me. It's just like my car. But I have the keys to the dog. I can make the dog do amazing things. But one of the things when we're teaching, we're trying to learn how to teach the dog under, and the dog trainer said, you just have to do it again and again and again and again and again and again until the dog gets tired of it. And then the dog will really do it. And it's like, oh, how much different from the dog am I? Ritual, authenticity. One of the things I love about the Freddie and Paul show is it's a place that Freddie will sometimes say, you know, well, we have to plan what's in the show. And it's like, no planning, no planning on the Freddie and Paul show. But you'll notice that there's a, there are rituals there and they are almost ironclad because again, then we don't have to think about it. Don't make me think because I want to think about what I want to think about. Chaos and order, relevance realization. It's all the same stuff. Since the day we met, since the day we met, I've gone astray. I've gone astray. I started walking down. I started walking down. Down that lost highway. Down that lost highway. I was just a lad. I was just a lad. Nearly 22. Nearly 22. I'm neither good nor bad. I got a good nor bad. Just a kid. Like you, just to get like you. And now I'm lost. Too late to pray. Too late to pray. I started rolling down, rolling down, down that lost highway. Down that last highway. Leave a comment. There's a ritual.